0: and joining me right now here on the Mark Moses Show to talk all things Florida Gator athletics. This guy does a great job covering the team for the official website of the Gators, FloridaGators.com. He's with good friend Scott Carter. Scott, how you doing today?
1: Mark, doing well. Uh, good to talk to you, man. Just, uh, you know, mid-season basketball, see what Gators can do, and uh, always something going on up here, as you know. So never, never boring in Gainesville. How about... That
0: big win at number ten, Kentucky last night, overtime—that was huge for the program. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, it's the signature win that uh, Todd Golden has been waiting on. Uh, you know, the uh, second year under Golden and the Gators have shown uh, signs of being a, a good team this year, but they—they they were zero six mark against quad one opponents until last night. Uh, so that was a big win for them and. You know, they, what, three weeks ago, they had Kentucky here in Gainesville at the O-Dome. Controlled that game for much of it, but uh, lost it at the end uh, when Aaron Bradshaw hit a three, put them up. And then it was a deflating loss. And uh, to go up to Rupp Arena and win is always big. But considering where the Gators are, it's program where this team is uh, in 2024, I think that was a very important victory uh they're back in the hunt i think as far as you know solidifying their place uh in the tournament if they can if they can reel off some wins here uh, i like their chances I, I do think this team is a, is a good team and uh, you know if you look at what they've done this season i mean they they played some really good teams and they've been in all the games they just haven't been able to close but last night they finally closed and uh you know, you got to give a lot of credit to Walter Clayton Jr. That big three to force overtime, and then in overtime, uh, I thought what the strength of this team is is rebounding. I think that took over. I mean, uh, Tyrese Samuel and some of those guys inside—they uh, really added a presence in there that this team has lacked for the last two, three, four years. I think that's the biggest difference. And then you have playmakers like Clayton and uh, you know Zion Pullen. Uh, I think. What Todd Gold has going right now, it's starting to catch some people's attention, and certainly the biggest win that Florida basketball has had in quite a while.
0: I'm happy you bring up the first contest a couple weeks ago at the Odome. Gators should have won that game against Kentucky. And then it's funny, you watched this game last night. I don't know if anyone had a lead over three points the whole game. Like, just, it was so close, so close. And it's one of those things, Scott, if I would have told you yesterday, all right, Gators are down four points at Kentucky— with 20 seconds to go, and win, what would you have told me? I'm crazy? It's nuts.
1: Yeah, can't wait to see it. I mean, something unique was going to happen, you know that. And you're right, Mark, that was just a great game, regardless of you know which team you were pulling for, if you were just a neutral observer. 29 lead changes, 15 oh. ties. So that was huge. No, neither team had more than a three-point lead until that four-point lead that Kentucky had at the end. But, of course, they missed the free throw. The Gators got it to three. And then and Clayton had that huge shot that I just talked about. And I mean, he had seven of them in the game. Uh, he's really uh, turning into kind of their money player, if you will. I mean, he he's uh, hitting some shots. A lot of people going into this year looked at Raleigh Kugel as the guy they built this team around. But I think Walter Clayton Jr., uh, has has become that guy more as the seasons progressed, and uh, if they can get Kugel going and get the continued play out of some of their big guys, again, I think this team has a chance to uh, to surprise some people. But it's still you know it's still early in the SEC, only halfway to go. But you know you see Tennessee getting thumped by South Carolina uh, this week. Uh, I don't think there is a dominant team in the league. Uh, So if Florida uh, can just keep doing what it's doing, I think they'll be in the hunt there at the end. Okay, first off, isn't usually
0: that stadium a house of horrors for the Gators? Because they they don't win there very often,
1: right? Uh, 12 times in their history. They don't win there very often. Their last one was in 21 pandemic when Rupp Arena was only half full, if that. Hmm. Uh, They've lost five in a row overall to Kentucky until last night. So, again, you know, when you look at Florida and Kentucky and the SEC, I mean, during Billy Donovan's tenure, you know, for the most part, those were the two elite programs in the league. Kentucky's always pretty good, whether it was Calipari or or Tubby Smith or Rick Pitino, you know, but Billy Donovan made that a real rivalry in basketball, and they got a lot of wins in Gainesville, but even so, they never won a lot up in Lexington. So to do it on the road in the fashion they did, uh, a lot of, I I had to do it. I I went on a message board this morning for Kentucky basketball, because I've always thought, Mark, there are no, the, the two or three craziest fan bases in college sports to me are, I think Kentucky basketball is number one. They, they just, they don't think they should ever lose a game to anybody. No. And, of course, Alabama football is pretty crazy under Saban, but they had a right to be. I mean, they've been the elite program. And then I think Tennessee football, those fans are crazy at times too. So those are always the ones that entertain me the most. So I very rarely take a trip to any college message board, but I did this morning, and I was not disappointed.
0: You make it sound sound like you're in your robe – kitchen table, you're drinking tea with your pinky up, and then you're just listening and reading all the Kentucky comments. Is that what you were doing?
1: Yes. Uh, yes, we pretty much have to. It's a great way to start the morning. <laughs> and, it, you know, I would suggest anybody, if they need a laugh some morning, go to uh rough Raptors after a Kentucky loss, and you will be entertained.
0: Again, the first time they played Kentucky, it was right there, and they lost. and. It's a big win, and you brought up this point. I want your thoughts on this. We're here with Scott Carter with FloridaGators dot com. So you bring up like, oh, there's not really a great team in the SEC. I don't think there's a great team in college basketball overall. I because I, I even saw I saw UCF beat Kansas at the beginning of the month, last month. Who's great? That's what gets me excited for March Madness. How about you, Scott?
1: Yeah, I kind of like it when it's Wide open like this. I, mean, I still think Tennessee is a very good team, hmm. and I, but I did not expect them to lose to South Carolina like they did. Um, you know, North Carolina has is good, but they they've been upset a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I, you, you know, you look, you're right. I don't know. If, it might be one of those years where you see that number one ranking change hands a few times. Uh, but I, I I like that. That's what makes March Madness so special. And, You know, unfortunately, to me, it it feels like in the last decade or so, college football has so overshadowed college basketball. I mean, it's like there's no off-season in college football anymore, so it just steals the headlines. But I love this time of year when college basketball does get its due, and it's really when I start paying my closest attention to it, and so... Uh, we're going to, you know, we're going to see some great games. I'm sure we're going to see, see some surprises. And I'm like you, I don't really, if, you know, if I was picking who's, who's the favorite to win a national champion this morning, not for sure who I'd pick.
0: There's no mega team. My my problem, and I'm like you, I love college basketball. I, and I could rattle off old teams that I loved rooting for and some of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. But now, if you're a casual fan or a hardcore fan, it's like, who's the best player in basketball? Who's going to be the number one pick? Who was the all-American last year? That's my problem. What's going on here? I, I, that's what drives me crazy yeah.
1: with this stuff. No, it's a it's a great point. I mean, it's something that I have thought about too. Like, I don't I I don't know if we just we're all over consumed with all information twenty four seven now. But I remember, man. I remember, uh, you know, my first time. I remember any Final Four memory for me. It goes back to. That 81, Jordan, Georgetown, North Carolina, Dean Smith, and the Superdome. I just remember all through my teens and early 20s, man, the Final Four was like the biggest thing in my sporting fandom. And, uh, you know, I've gone through different phases. And, you know, as you get older, you change and everything. But, again, when it comes to March Madness, I'm watching those games. And it's really those early round games, those are sometimes the best days of the year in sports.
0: Hey, all right. Some of my favorite teams, and I'll start with one you'll like: Andrew DeClerc and the Gators in the '90s. Oh, yeah. Going,
1: that's what I liked. Huh? That was my team. Yeah, uh, so old, that was that was my uh, last year in school at Florida. That shows you how old I am. Oh come on! Uh, I, no, '95 I, was my last year. '94 was junior year, but that that team that was just such a fun team, and I'll never forget when they made it to the Final Four. Mark, I remember all these people all these kids just going out in the university avenue up here and mm-hmm. celebrate because it was so new i mean the gators had never been to a final four so that was a great memory and that was a great team
0: and remember the trivia question it's not billy donovan wasn't it lon kruger was the coach of that team
1: yeah that That's... was lon kruger he uh, he took those 94 guys and i don't know if you remember that final four but they led duke and grant hill by thirteen in the second half up in Charlotte. Hmm. And Duke Duke put a run on him and won and then obviously played in the national championship game and lost to Arkansas. So, I had yeah, that was
0: a, Okay, I had Coach K's college basketball on Sega Genesis and I would play as that Gator's <laughs> team.
1: <laughs> hey, it was awesome. That's right. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Dan uh, Cross. Dan, uh, Dan uh, Craig Brown at guard, the clerk, the hill, and Brian and Thompson were the forwards. But, you know, uh, Dan Cross, you still see him up here a lot. His son is, was a walk-on with the football team the last couple of years.
0: I saw a documentary recently about the 6 07 Gators basketball teams Joe Kim Noah. It was on ESPN. It's really well done. Okay, where were you? Were you covering the Gators then at that time or
1: no? No, believe it or not, I was in Tallahassee covering Florida State for the Tampa Tribune during those years. Huh. So, uh, yeah, that was a brief time before I came here. I uh, I was still in my newspaper career, but I remember I got a good memory of those teams, though, because, you know, I think it was 07, they came over to Tallahassee, and Joe Kim Noah, man, the fans were just on him so bad the whole game. But anyway, Florida State actually upset him. And I still remember I'm sitting there on press row at the time. You were right on the court. And these kids just started coming over the table. And I I remember my laptop got stepped on. I'm like, holy cow. (laughs) They stormed the court. But, yeah, that's a memory. But, yeah, those teams were great. And uh, Joe Kim, Noah, Al Horford, those guys will still come back to campus occasionally. And, uh, gosh, man, yeah, that was a little before my time. I came in in 2010 in this job. So I missed those glory years, man.
0: Um, I will blow your mind, Scott Carter. Al Horford's still playing in the NBA.
1: It's amazing. Yeah, amazing. That guy's just yeah, he takes such good care of himself and been such a good player in the NBA for so long. And yeah, it is. It's like Udonis Haslem. Udonis Hot Haslem. Can't believe he just uh, finally finally retired.
0: <laughs> He's an awesome, dude. I got to meet him one year in the locker room. Haslam's awesome. Mm-hmm. He really is. Yeah. Uh, Noah. Noah is very underrated in the NBA. He he really like helped his game with the Bulls. I always liked him. He really was. Oh uh, um,
1: Yeah, he's he's right at my top of my favorites as far as former Gators.
0: Were you covering Bobby Bowden then for the newspaper?
1: I was. I, I used to cover pro sports in the Tampa market for many years, the Rays and Lightning, and so I had a chance to changed directions a little bit. And the reason I took the assignment was like, well, this is going to be interesting. I'm going to go up to Tallahassee. I'm going to cover the end of Bobby Tapp Bowden's tenure. Mm. And I'm up there for three years and it's getting real close. And then of course, in the summer of 2008, unfortunately the newspaper industry really started to crash. So the Tribune eliminated their FSU beat writer position. Mm. So I ended up going back to Tampa Covering USF, but it was not the same. And of course, the the first year I was back in Tampa was Bowden's last year. So, but I did a lot of stories on Bobby Bowden and got to know him, and uh, he was one of my favorite guys I've yeah. ever dealt with in my career. But I was there during obviously a damn period for him. I was there when Jimbo Fisher came in, and uh, as offensive coordinator, and mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. But yeah, he, he's one of the all time greats.
0: Before he died. We did an event at Kennedy Space Center for oh, okay. for Bobby Bowden and they showed his documentary and it was one of the coolest things I've ever been to. And I know, look, most Gator fans are listening to this right now and you work for the Gators, but I will say <laughs> this, like um, he, he was there and this is kind of at the end. I swear he couldn't have been nicer and it was like out of a movie where we're meeting the Godfather, like he... He sat there on a chair, and the line to meet Bobby Bowden was out the door. Like, and everyone went up, and I'm so happy I got that opportunity. And I have his autograph in studio. Like, he was awesome. So I'm happy you got a chance to, like, you know, talk to Coach and everything during that time of your career.
1: Yeah. You know, I've, told, I've written about this, and I've told people this, but one of the nicest gestures anybody I've ever covered in my career it was when I when the Tribune cut that position. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it got back to him. And I, w- I went over to do an interview with him for Tallahassee Magazine about him coming to the end of it just to kind of supplement some income before I found another position. And he, he said, Hey, man, you've really done a good job up here. If I can ever help you out, let me know. And I mean, I never took him up on the offer, but just for I just showed you what kind of man he was. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people have those kind of stories with Bobby Bowden, but uh, him and Steve Spurrier, man, those are my, Oh, I mean, even though they're totally different kind of guys, that's what I grew up on. And I loved every year when Florida and Florida State were good and they were going at it. And I just miss that kind of coach. We just don't have many coaches like them anymore. I have
0: met Spurrier. I've had him on the show. I mean, you work with him. You've told us stories, how great he is. (laughs) I think my proudest moment, for the Gators, for me personally, because I've been here for a decade now, which is crazy to say. Um, when I was at, when I was at the college football hall of fame, and this is when it really hit me that I live in Florida and I cover the Gators is, so you're at the college football hall of fame and I know you've been there. It's very interactive. And when you go through mm-hmm. the different like interactive pieces, all of a sudden a video of Steve Spurrier popped up in front of me and he said, Hey, I'm Steve Spurrier. I was the coach of the Florida Gators. Let me break down the offense we ran at Florida, and that's when it really, like, sentimentally wise, it really hit me, and I was very proud of that moment. And I hope you feel that way as well when you think of Spurrier.
1: Oh yeah, he's he is the number one in my list. I mean, he can't can't be Steve Spurrier. You know, he uh, he's the one who you know put the Gators on the map. I mean, he really is, and um, that's just he's. He's got one of, I just saw where he's being honored by some, I can't remember, as a great American. I can't remember what organization it was. It's not a sports related honor, but it's one of these organizations that, you know, are really tied into popular culture and American history. And he's being honored as a great American. That sums up his life. Damn right. He
0: lived Google, man. That's <laughs> right. You told me the story once, Scott Carter where he labels his sandwich like the brown paper bag. Does he still do that in the refrigerator?
1: I haven't seen him like that lately, but he's still in there uh, every couple, couple of days a week and I'll still see him. And every time he's down there, I'll pop in and we chat. And, you know, he's, he's just in there. He's he's usually doing a podcast or going on Fine Bomb or something. He. But he, he still loves the Gators. He still goes to a lot of events. Uh, South Carolina women's basketball team was down here a week before last. Him and Don Staley are still really tight from his time at South Carolina. He went over to the shoot around and they joked around the, in the morning. So I mean, yeah, he's still, he's still out and about. And if you haven't gone to his restaurant, man, oh. uh, he's likely, he's likely to be in there when you're in there. If you're up in games, anytime soon, go over there. It's really like, it's not quite the College Football Hall of Fame mark, but he's got a lot of his memorabilia in there, and it's a really cool atmosphere.
0: I love also where – so, like, Danny Werfel, Heisman Trophy winner, name-dropping here, all right? We both know him. Yeah. Um, he he told me – he would tell me the story about Spurrier just calls him up randomly, just, like, randomly, <laughs> and just break down plays with him. And I, I – Ask Coach that, like, do you call your – he's like, oh, yeah, I call him all the time. No hesitation. was murray -er. (laughs) Yeah. No problem. Oh, man. Here's what I need. I need your help with this, okay, because I'm a big video game nerd. So Uh I'd say about a year ago I bought a copy of NCAA Football 1998 where Werfel's on the cover. So I bought it for, like, $10 on PlayStation. So I tweeted that. I tweeted it. Danny, oh yeah, he liked it as well. I gotta get Danny to, to autograph it. That's what I need.
1: Uh, uh, I'm sure he would. I mean, he's a great guy. So yeah, just need to need to figure out how you can get it to him or you can set him up or you know with the wherever he is, you know.
0: Yeah, he's awesome. Before I let you go, we're here with Scott Carter. He does a great job with FloridaGators.com. They have set the date for the orange and blue debut, the spring game. What's going on, buddy?
1: Well, it's going back to Saturday, which I think fans seem pleased about. You know, they've they've had it uh, Thursday, and I think even a Friday in recent years. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the weekend games because what they've done a lot of over the years up here, Mark, is they kind of package that orange and blue game around a lot of other things going on around campus, baseball, softball. So you know, people get to come up and basically uh, just you you know spend the weekend in games. They'll go into Gator sports event. So I, I think that's going to be uh, the way it's back set up this year, which I think is a good thing. Mm. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's a, a spring game as always. I think when you're at a place like the Gators are right now, football, I think this probably is going to be one of the more interesting spring games in recent times just because there's a lot of a lot of new talent. And I think Florida did, they had a better recruiting class than they have in a, a few years and they need it. I mean, they. You know, we all know the storyline around this team going into the 24th season. I mean, it's a, a very, very important year for Billy Napier. It's a very important year for the program, and I think the spring game will be a chance for a lot of fans to really get their first taste of excitement on seeing some of these new guys and, and maybe some of the changes that you've heard about and read about since the end of last season.
0: I hope you understand uh, when DJ Lagway throws a pass in that spring game, you're going to probably write about 17 articles for the website.
1: I hope you know that. Uh, yeah. We write a, a lot about DJ for sure. Uh, I wrote about him a couple of weeks ago when Emmett Smith came in and surprised him with the Gatorade National Player of the Year Award. Awesome. One of the one of the cooler stories I've had a chance to do in my time here. And he seems like a great guy, obviously a big talent, and uh, – you just hope that you know he he can be part of the I guess the uh, the solution that turned him around because uh, you know Gator fans they they they're used to winning teams so uh, they got to get back to that Mark wait wait did you meet Emmett Smith? Oh yeah, Emmett was here. He came in from Texas and the he surprised DJ Lagway. It was kind of a Gatorade set it up, but it was a pretty elaborate thing where. They told DJ he was gonna go over to the locker room to check out the field for some a photo shoot while he was here on campus. He walked out of the locker room and there was Emmett Smith who he'd never met. And Emmett Smith had never met him and uh he, he awarding him the Gatorade National Player of the Year trophy. So it was really cool and Emmett was uh, good to hang around with that day with some of us and That's he awesome. took a tour of a new football facility and you know, he gets back once every two or three years but that was probably first time i've seen him in a while so he, he's uh it's always nice to have him back you know
0: did he present an award for you scott carter
1: Come on. <laughs> no award for me but he had just been a couple of days before he had just been back at the cowboys it was when they finally inducted uh, jimmy johnson into the ring of honor after all these years yeah and we talked about that what that was like and, that was pretty cool just to get his insight on how that was a long-overdue award, just being back with those guys. Cause, um, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, we have Smith, man. He's, yeah. you know, when you talk about Gator royalty, we've talked about Danny Warfel and Steve Spur, and Emmitt Smith's right there, too.
0: Scott Carter, FloridaGators.com. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Have a great day.
1: Uh right, Mark. Appreciate it, buddy.